0: Welcome back to That Oxford Girl podcast. I'm Poddy Wilson, and each week I'll be speaking to a current Oxford student about their experience at the world's most famous university. My guest this week is Georgia Beresford-Jones, who is a first-year student of English and French at Oriel College, which also happens to be my own college. I'm really looking forward to speaking to Georgia about her application process, her first term at Oxford, and life as a choral scholar in Oriel College Chapel Choir. Thank you so much for speaking to me
1: thank you very much for having me
0: so you've only just started I'm I'm keen to hear about your application so how did you decide to apply in the first place
1: well I grew up in Cambridge so I knew that going to Cambridge was not going to be an option because I just wanted to go somewhere else that wasn't where I'd been born born and bred but um yeah I kind of say Oxford was like a sort of I don't know a lifelong dream of mine I just kind of decided like I should probably, like, go for it and just apply. And what happens, happens. It will just be, you know, a good experience to apply anyway. Um, So I did. I feel like in some ways it's not the most typical, like, Oxford application journey because it wasn't, like, I wasn't sort of setting up my hopes on Oxford at all. I did not think I was going to get in. I didn't, like, I don't know. I didn't really dream about it because I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up too much i honestly was so sure i wasn't going to get in so that was kind of my process was just that i might as well just go for it um but yeah yeah did you I apply am. to Oriel
0: specifically or did you apply to a different college or an open, open no application?
1: well i um again my application process is a little bit different because you do i'm a core scholar and you do the core scholarship um application before the academic one um and the college that offered me a scholarship was Oriel, so i i put that as my first choice um, but to be honest, if that hadn't been the case, I might have just done open application because I didn't have any kind of I knew that every college would be good in different ways, and i I wasn't sure you know exactly what I wanted. so yeah, it was partly just luck that I ended up here,
0: so, as you say, you're a choral scholar. now, this is something that not a lot of people might have um a great knowledge about. how do you mm-hmm. how do you apply to become a choral scholar?
1: well, you if you like singing and you know you've uh, Got some ability in singing. You fill out a thing saying what your singing experience is, what your musical experience is, um, and you send that off. And then they invite you for an audition, um, which is in Oxford. So you come to Oxford, sing, uh, do some sort of sight reading, that kind of thing. And it was very, like, it was quite chill. It wasn't that scary. It was quite a lovely, I don't know, nice experience. Um, and then yeah and then they either offer you uh, a core scholarship or they don't but either way it doesn't affect your academic kind of application in any way Mm -hmm. um it's quite a separate process
0: yeah and this is a lot earlier in the year isn't it did you have to prepare um songs for the audition or was it just kind of on the spot
1: yeah no um they said to prepare one song one accompanied song and one um unaccompanied folk song Uh so one was with the piano and one without um and yeah but they were it was like very relaxed like really nice people running it so yeah mm-hmm.
0: so as you say you received your offer of a choral scholarship before making your actual academic application um and there are several steps involved to applying for the course that you did um so if we begin with the the Lat and the elats which you have to take both seeing as you're doing a joint honors degree of english and french um what what are they first of all and how might one go about preparing for them
1: okay so MLAT stands for Modern Languages Aptitude Test and ELAT, English Literature Attitude Test. Um, and both of them are basically exams that you take in exam, con- in exam conditions sometime in, it was November for me. I think they're a bit earlier this year. Um, and you prepare, I mean, ELAT was unseen. So it's unseen passages on a certain theme and you write an essay comparing two of them. Uh, mine was on sleep Um, and then the MLAT is all grammar based Um, and I my piece of advice is don't let that put you off I did objectively very badly in my MLAT Um, I did prepare for it um, but I'm just grammar is not my strong point if you want to do languages and you're not good at grammar it's you know it's important to do grammar but I got 32 percent so I would say that you know they're really they're important for the application and my elat was was better obviously otherwise I probably wouldn't be here but um genuinely really passionate about language and you have an interest in it and perhaps your grammar is not quite up to scratch it's still like it shouldn't deter you because it I don't know it it didn't deter me and it yeah they're important but yeah,
0: yeah. they're meant to be difficult though as well i mean yeah. the, the vocab they kind of use I think there's an expectation that you won't necessarily know it, so you can try yeah. and work it out. They want to see you're working more than your mm-hmm. pre-existing knowledge. I think. Yes. Um. But then also for people that are thinking about applying, a lot of these papers are still available online, so you can look at the past papers yes. and have that as a reference yeah. point. The next step in an application is that they ask you for previously written work. Can you remember what kind of thing you were sending in?
1: Yeah, I did. I sent an essay in French that I'd just done, like in year twelve, I think. Um, it was on uh literature can't remember what book Le person i think english was similar it was just um an essay that i'd written that my teacher had said was quite good um and i sent that in and just you just say the conditions that you wrote it under i.e if it's an exam or like independent work how much help you had with it and sort of how long it took you and then the teacher signs off to say that's true and yeah I think just I don't know picking a piece of work that you're proud of and that your teachers think shows your the best of your abilities.
0: Yeah, I think speaking as a, a fellow French student as well, it's important to remember when you're when you're applying for a modern languages degree at Oxford that it is very literature heavy. So yeah, this this yes. part is important because you are demonstrating your approach to literature and how you think about it, how you can write about it. So mm-hmm. I think that that is one thing to bear in mind if you're if you're applying for a course um as we did um and then later on in that term you were called up to interview um what was the interview process like for you
1: um the interviews were so nice like I genuinely like I I remember that really vividly being really worried about the French one because I'd known that I probably hadn't done very well in the MLAT um and I was just surprised I'd even got an interview and it was just it's like you're talking with people who have the same passion as you do um, about, you know, people who are leading experts in this subject and who want to hear what you have to say. So it's, I mean, I don't know, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to talk about something and like show your ability and your interest in something that you're passionate about. And I remember, I mean, the French one, we did about two minutes of speaking in French and the rest was, um, quite literature heavy yeah it's um, surprisingly I think they... little
0: that's actually in yes spoke, in spoken French
1: yeah yeah I was surprised by that and it was just I mean you know they ask hard they ask hard questions they want to challenge you but they don't want you to necessarily know the right answer immediately they want to see how you're thinking about the questions um and sort of like how you approach um things that you probably haven't like questions that you probably haven't been asked before um and it was the same in english um it was difficult and they asked some things that i'm honestly my mind went blank and i was like oh god i must look so stupid but you like you don't they know that it's hard and they just want to see how you think about things um and yeah i don't know it was quite a good experience i quite enjoyed my interviews
0: um and of course the other big part of an application is the personal statement which people um often look to the lad oxford girl website um for answers mm-hmm. um can you remember the kind of things you're including on your personal statement
1: Um, I talked a lot about literature because that is my like main interest and that applies to both English and French Um, and I think I talked mainly about why literature was important and therefore why I wanted to study it. Um, I don't think I had masses of like extracurricular things listed, only things that were that I was able to make relevant so I talked about singing but um, quite briefly and um, yeah. I think I somehow linked it to um French culture because I'd sung pieces in French um so yeah if you have an extracurricular that you want to include then make sure it's actually relevant I think because you only have so many words like you really can't be wasting them on sort of random things that aren't really connected.
0: Were there any points that you can remember that your tutors picked out on in the interviews?
1: um they well in my French one they picked out on books that I'd read in English like not French books Mm -hmm. um I got asked about um like the I think it was like the role of the father in um Little Women and My Antonia, neither of which are French books or written in French um but they just wanted to hear like my thoughts on sort of that and how I approached that, that kind of question yeah that's what I remember I don't think English did ask me much about um much about my personal statement um but yeah french they did so Mm -hmm. sometimes they do sometimes they don't (laughs) yeah
0: what were the the english interviews like what did they include
1: um so for english i was sent a half an hour before i think maybe a bit maybe like 20 minutes before and it was kind of like um just a close reading but doing it sort of out loud with them um so it was an emily dickinson poem talked about what the meaning of the poem was um and and they just wanted to see like the thought process um and they asked questions and they did ask some quite difficult questions I remember being quite stuck um the poem was quite difficult um but then the rest of the interview I remember they asked me what books I'd read recently and I mentioned Half the Yellow Sun and one of the interviewers was really interested in that so we talked about that um and it just I mean it just flows like from what kind of questions you answer and how you answer questions as well it's not like a, a set structure um but yeah the poetry was like the thing that I knew was going to be part of the interview
0: yeah had you done preparation and practices for that part of the interview uh,
1: no not really I mean yes because in English it's to a level you're always sure. you know yeah you're given like poetry and you're told to do a reading that's kind of part of the a level um but I didn't do kind of masses of specific um preparation just for that part of the uh of the interview and um, because it is just part of like doing English a level I think
0: so you started this year how have you adjusted to being in oxford
1: i i love it here i love it so much like it just it's it's just it feels like the perfect place for me right now um i feel like i really i really fit in here and it's such a um well i can't speak for all colleges but i think it's the same like it's just such a welcoming atmosphere oriel is a lovely college big up oriel um (laughs) such a great like community and um yeah it's just lovely like it's such a beautiful city and like everyone I've met has been really nice and it's just so great to be doing like such in-depth kind of focus on subjects that I love so much um yeah
0: how did you find freshers week because that's something that I personally didn't didn't really have when I joined so you know oh yeah
1: yeah Okay, Freshers was really fun. I didn't go out masses. Um we went out on like the first night. Um, we might have gone out later in the week, I can't quite remember, but um it was really good fun. We had a few kind of like things in the day where it was just like talks and they were a bit boring. Um, but like the rest of it was really good fun. Um and the thing about Freshers is everyone wants to meet everyone. There's no pressure to be like feeling awkward about asking someone's name because it's just what everyone's doing. I'm still doing it now to be honest and it's sixth week so <laughs> there's a few times I'll be like mm, "What's funny again? um Freshers was really fun and I think there's no need to feel like you have to go out every night because there were events on every night um but I went I think I went clubbing once or twice in Freshers um yeah because there's lots of other stuff to do we went to ice hockey oh, we, lovely! yeah yeah we really, yeah, we kept it diverse. <laughs> yeah, the JCR do put
0: in a lot of effort to uh, offer a broad range of activities in the first year. Yeah, week, definitely, think. yes. <laughs> yeah, um, so one thing that's really unique about Oxford is the tutorial system. You've spoken a bit mm-hmm. about um, the opportunity to speak to people who are as interested in a very niche subject as you are. Can you talk to me a bit about your experience with that specific format of teaching? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, way to get to know your subject because you know your teachers which means that there's so much more like it's relaxed in in many ways because you actually know your teachers which I think means that you're better able to like connect with your subject because it's easier to ask for help ask questions like really engage in like deep discussion um and yeah it is intense like the first few tutorials did feel quite intense because it's just a few people and a tutor who you know knows if you haven't done the reading like they will know immediately they know if you like they know if you're sort of just making things up as you go um but I don't know it's such a it's such a great way of learning because it really means you like you're kind of forced to focus on your subject for like an hour you're forced to focus on say a book and it means that and then and forced to like question all of these things that you probably wouldn't I I personally find harder to do in kind of independent study without that kind of prompt of like discussion that we've had earlier
0: yeah so they ordinarily take place after having submitted a piece of work so yeah you'll be going over what you've done um and otherwise just discussing the the text or texts in general can you give me a bit of a flavor of the sort of text that you've studied so far in both your subjects
1: yeah, so um, French, we've been doing relatively short text. We've done play by Racine called Fèdre, and oh, that yeah. is, um, yeah, it's quite a fun one. We've done an essay by Montaigne called Des Cannibales, um, which is uh, written in quite old-fashioned French, so it was a challenge. Um, and we're about to do poetry by Verlain, which will be really good. I can't wait for that. Um, and then English, I've chosen to do the Old English module. So uh-huh. that's basically another language. Um, amazing, we've done Old English poetry um, and Beowulf. And then for the other English paper, it's kind of a more like, quite a sort of non-linear, almost like philosophical approach to literature paper, which is um, like a compulsory one. And we've done a lot of varied sort of poetry and Uh, essays and all sorts of things um so yeah that one's a harder one to pin down but I've done a a big variety already I'd say
0: so just to return to something we picked up on earlier is your involvement in the choir um Mm -hmm. which is a really sort of integral part of of college life it's also quite a big commitment so can you give us an overview of what life is like being in the choir
1: yeah um it's um, like it's wonderful I absolutely love being in the choir best decision um, it's kind of like a built-in social thing as well as, uh, um, I guess, a commitment. Um, so at Oriel, it's different at every college, um, but at Oriel we do two even songs a week and every other week, call Scholars Do Compline, which is like a nighttime, like half an hour-long service. Um, and then we also have rehearsals before each even song and a rehearsal on Tuesday. So it is a big commitment in terms of hours, but you make it work like you just fit things in around it if i have an essay to finish and i know that i've got choir at 4 i'll i'll just finish it because i know i have to finish it um and it's just so like it's such a um good break like singing with a group is so good and everyone's lovely and we have like social things we we'll go to the pub and stuff um i've met a lot of people who i just wouldn't have met otherwise um in different year groups which has been really fantastic so yeah it's, it's a it's a commitment in terms of hours, but it just like life just fits in around it, and it's if you enjoy it, you enjoy it.
0: Um, it's not the only society or club you've been involved in though. You've also had a had a go at a couple of sports. Which ones? Yes.
1: Been? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I've done a little bit of rowing. Rowing is quite an important thing at Oriel College. It is. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can't say um, I've ever almost... dabbled myself, but. I'd say it's almost yeah it's almost cult-like um <laughs> a little bit <laughs> yeah a little bit it's I've just been um doing ergs, so that's rowing machines because uh the re- the weather has meant that we can't go on the water um but it's a good way of getting up in the morning it's early I've had to wake up at like 6 30 which isn't as early as it will get it will get to like five o'clock yes um and I don't know it's really it feels really nice when you're up and out and you're like oh my gosh it's like 6 30 usually I would wake up at I don't know 10 (laughs) o'clock um so it is nice um and yeah get back in time for breakfast in hall which is pleasant um I don't know it's good it's fun um and it's just nice to do something that's not work immediately first thing um but I've also done netball in a uh not a very professional sense I'd say um it's really good fun um but yeah I didn't really even know the rules when I started but yeah that's the thing with like with uni and societies is that you can go along to stuff you've never tried and it's so much fun
0: you've also had an opportunity to experience some of the more traditional aspects of college life for example formals um Mm -hmm. which is something that's that's very alien to people outside of the Oxford sphere
1: how have you enjoyed formals I yeah, formal's are really really good fun. They're quite funny. Um, everyone in their um, in their gowns. Um, you dress up. It surprised me how smart you dress up um, at orioles. I know different colleges have different um, like dress codes. but I didn't realise sort of um, yeah. It's really, I love getting dressed up. It's so much fun. Um, not something you'd usually get to do um and yeah there's it's got like quite a specific structure so you go in you have to stand up when high table comes in and they read out a uh, the college prayer I think like in latin the grace yeah, yeah um yeah the grace and there yeah you have a three-course meal um in well in the lovely hall um yes
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> <She's> now currently <laughs> under renovation <laughs> but yeah
1: being moved elsewhere now Yes, being moved elsewhere. The library is also very nice. I ate in there yesterday and I oh, really enjoyed nice. it. Was that the first yes. evening it was open? It was. It was indeed. Um, yeah. Excited to be um, myself. yeah, very exciting. Um, still good vibes. Um, but yeah, it's really it's really pretty in the hall and like you get nice food. Um and it's just a chance to like relax. And because it's so structured, it means you can't really leave, which is kind of a good thing because it means like if you're feeling stressed about a deadline or something. You know that you still I don't know, you have like a break in the day which is like very specifically kind of like, Okay, this is formal. I can't really leave formal unless I have like a really good reason. So I'm just gonna relax here with my friends, like it's fine. Yeah. Um, and
0: and choir um have quite a lot of their their meals covered as well. Is that that's nice, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we get two free formals a week, which is oh, not bad. Nice. Yeah, not bad. <laughs>
0: um, so we're we're nearly at the end of the first term. Have you got some highlights from your time so far?
1: Yeah, I think just the people I've met, such a big highlight. There's just, there's such a wide range of people and I've made some wonderful friends already. I've connected with some people. That I, I just didn't expect to like find friends so quickly and everyone's uni experience is different. Like that's, that really depends on like so many things. Um, So that's been a big highlight, just like, especially in the first few weeks when the workload wasn't as intense, like going out with people who I just hadn't really met before and just sort of like, that's just really fun. And um, the sense that like, there are so many people here still to meet, which is so exciting. Um, And then also, I think just like, just walking around, sometimes I'm like, I'm walking the streets, I'm going to the rad camp and I'm like, this is my life, actually crazy um the buildings here are just beautiful um and yeah i don't know it just it feels like such a a privilege to be studying here and yeah i don't know all the tutors have been wonderful like it's just yeah it's wonderful
0: and are there any aspects you're looking forward to in the future
1: um well oxmas is on Mm, the horizon yeah (laughs) cheers good things Yes, so
0: for for those out of the know, Oxmas is um, on the 25th of November because term finishes so early in December that we celebrate Christmas a whole month early. So there's going to be a lot of festivities to come.
1: Yes, yeah, that's it's exciting. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of sad that the term is ending so soon. It's crazy how fast it's gone. It's very short and so packed that you just, like there's no time to stop and kind of like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's very fast paced. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't wanna leave. <laughs> it's it's too soon.
0: <laughs> and just to bring it back around to that Oxford girl, um, which obviously name of the podcast, um, how did you find out about it in the first place?
1: Um, I think I just got recommended like a reel on Instagram when I knew that I'd got my place. I think it must have been after A Levels, because before A Levels I was not letting like, myself look at any actually no no, it was before. It was before I applied. I saw a reel and I remember being like, this looks nice. I like the look of this. <laughs> um, and then after I got in, I also saw a lot of reels. And then, I, and then I watched quite a lot because I just really wanted to, like. I knew that I was going there and I just really wanted to like get a taste of things. I think I wish I'd sort of looked at stuff a bit sooner, like not been so, so worried about the results and just been like, let me just look and like see what it's going to be like. Because... I kind of like there was this mad rush after all of us the 17th and I was like, oh I need to like look at everything and like find out everything about Oxford because I just don't really know enough. Um, so I don't know, could have done that before to be honest. Um, but yeah, just I think it was just Instagram and I just watched a lot of things because I was like, I just wanna see like what what life is gonna be like. I've got ideas for like things I'd like to write. And I feel like there's lots of things I have to write because now that I've been here for like a bit of time, I'm like Okay, I have some, you know, I have some thoughts to share. Mm -hmm. Um, What what kind
0: of thoughts can you give us a bit of a taster of what you might like to impart?
1: I think a big thing for me in the past couple of weeks has been working out how to, like, um, take rests at Oxford and, like, do that in a productive way. And I think that's something that um, should be kind of shared is that, like, if you're ill, or something like that you can talk to your tutors about it you can say like i'm not going to finish it that kind of thing where it's like yes it's a really fast-paced place and it's it's intense but you know like people are here to like help you um that's been something i was thinking of like maybe writing something about because i think that's like a valuable thing to share and something that maybe would put people off oxford is this idea it's like so kind of scary and intense but it's, it's like yes but people still don't like the tutors don't like want the best for you they want you to be able to fulfill your potential rather than kind of like burning out
0: exactly i think there's so many perfectionists that wind up here that i think it's quite short to the system to be able to say you you can take an extension you can communicate with your tutors and they'll understand because for the majority of them they've they've you know studied here at one time or another so they they kind of get what the process is yeah Do do you have any um parting words of advice for people who might be thinking of applying
1: just honestly just go for it like i did not expect i did not expect to get an interview and then i didn't expect to get in and then i didn't expect to get the grade. i was so sure and it's just like what's the worst that could happen if you don't apply you won't get in um so i don't know just yeah and all of these i think in terms of the application process there's all of these stages because they want to see like different facets of your kind of like uh brain I guess like you your you um interested in the subject and so one part of it is not the be all and end all as we can tell by my MLAT for instance like there's you know like don't sort of fixate on say just the uh just the tests just the interviews like they're all part of this kind of well-rounded like process of admissions and yeah and they know what they're doing
0: <laughs> perfect well thank you so much for speaking to me today
1: thank you so much for having me
0: My thanks again to Georgia for speaking to me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you follow the podcast on your preferred platform and tap the bell to be notified when the next episode is live. I hope you'll join me again next time.